Welcome to the Clovercrest Baptist Church podcast. For more information about Clovercrest Baptist Church, go to clovercrest.com.au. today in 2021 our theme has been what matters most and we've been focusing our energies and our attention on what it means to be a people who experience God create community and reach beyond focus on the things that matter most and today I'm here with Laurie Poppleton hey Laurie hey Mike great to be with you today and Laurie and I are going to have a little bit of a chat about something that Laurie shared at a church council devotion a couple of weeks ago. Laurie's a great man. I've been part of Clovey for a number of years and he serves on our church council, also our finance committee. Uh, he's the husband of Bev. He's got some beautiful kids and grandkids that are part of our church committee. So you've been around the church for quite a while, Laurie. Um, 30 something years. 30 yes. something years. 30 something. Yeah, wonderful. Well, thanks for being with us today. And uh, Laurie uh, shared this uh, devotion to church council uh, a couple of weeks ago, like I just mentioned, and I thought it was such a great devotion that it was really important that we had a bit of a, a listen to it today, particularly as we're having a little bit of a family chat. So Laurie, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about the devotion that you shared with church council? Thanks, Mike. Yes, I'm really excited to share with this, uh, with, with this with you today. And in thinking about uh, what devotion to share with church council, God led me to the early chapters of Joshua. As part of my regular morning time with God, I have an app, a phone app, uh, and it's called First Five. And in the week prior to church council, uh, that First Five app was about Joshua. And uh, I asked God at the time, what is it that you would want me to talk to council about? Mm. And it became clear that, uh, that God really wanted for me to consider what I'd learnt in, in Joshua in the previous week and to relate that to, uh, to what's happening in Clovercrest now. Mm. Uh, so that's been really exciting. Um, and in the first five chapters of Joshua, we see that Moses has just died. Uh, Joshua has been appointed by God to lead the Israelites. The Israelite nation is now camped at, uh, on the eastern side of the Jordan, in the plains of Moab. On the western side is Canaan and the Promised Land. It really is an exciting but uh, time of anticipation and I think anxiety for the Israelites, having lost, just lost Moses and uh, he indeed was a giant of a leader now having another leader in their place a new boss and wondering mm. how he might lead on and wondering what the journey is next and being mindful of the many tribes across the river that are quite antagonistic towards mm. them so the book of joshua really does begin with a bang and we read in joshua 1 2 god says to joshua moses my servant is dead now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the River Jordan into the land I am about to give them. And in verse 110, Joshua, uh, 110, Joshua sends orders to tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take, the, take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for you to own. So he's basically saying to his people, 
pack your bags, mm. we're going, mm. we're crossing. Yeah. Uh, and really the Israelites are on the cusp of something really special after 40 years of waiting. Mm. <clears throat> there are, I believe, parallels. Uh, I think God's led me to some parallels between what's happening with the Israelites in their uncertainty and anticipation mm. as they wait to cross the Jordan and us here at Clovey now. Yeah. Although the scale of the two is a bit different. Sure. <clears throat> Clovey's been here for 50 years. We're 50 yeah. years in the making. And as a church, I think we're now at a time when change and expansion uh, is happening and it's a very exciting church to be in. It's a very exciting time for Clovey to be in. Mm. If we look at what's happening, look, God's richly blessed us at this time with unprecedented finances. Mm. Over the last two years, uh, we've had really very, very strong weekly giving. We've had JobKeeper, which has been surprisingly an amazing boost for our finances. No one would have expected that, but it has been. Uh, and we've been really blessed with some uh, exceptional gifts as well. Mm. In this last year of lockdown, we know that Clovey has jumped into the online ministry yeah. big time. Uh, really, it's, it's a, a process of collapsing time. We, we achieved in just a few weeks what we anticipated to achieve in months, mm. really. Yeah. So, remarkable start. And as a church, we've developed the God-sized dream, mm. our future strategic plan. Yeah. And we've set out to venture into a whole array of new ground, uh, leadership pathway, one church, many gatherings. We've got Family Coach starting and uh, other, other programs happening as well. We've got the significant auditorium upgrades. Uh, and I think that there will be some opportunity and pathway uh, to, to further develop and uh, expand there as well. Mm. So awful lot happening at Clovey. And I ask the question, are we at Clovey in a River Jordan moment? Are we in a River Jordan moment? What a, what a question for us to wrestle with today as we sit and we, we listen to what you're saying, Laurie. And, and I, I really believe that the devotion that you gave and just some of the context in which you've just shared now is really prophetic and something that we need to consider as a wider church. This question of are we in a River Jordan moment, I think is a really significant one for us. So we're just going to take a few moments to dive into these first five chapters. So in chapter one, in chapter one from Joshua here, Laurie, what is it that, you know, God was saying and what can we learn as a church? Yep. So chapter one, God's telling Joshua, get them ready. You're crossing the river. Um, three separate times, God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Three individual times. Mm. And I guess sometimes in the mix of uncertainty and anticipation, when the situation's overwhelming, it's easy to doubt God. Mm. It's easy to question and wonder what he's up to. And this, well, could have been one of those moments for yeah. them. Um, I, would have, I would have anticipated there'd be a fair bit of fear. Mm. And fear also in the mind of Joshua, uh, who is really in the new job and thinking, wow, this mm. is 40 years and here we are. This is it, yeah. big time. For us here at Clovey, I think the message is that at a time of change, at our time of change, we too need to be strong and courageous. Mm. And we too need to know that uh, it's God's work, it's God's leading. Yeah. And while God is leading us, we don't have anything to fear. Yeah, that's right. Yep. 
So as long as God's got our back, as long as we stay in the Word, mm. spending time in Scripture and living by His teachings, we need to be strong and courageous and push on. That's good. What about the second half of Joshua 1 there? Joshua gives orders to the people to prepare to cross, uh, and he sends his officers to, to tell the people to go through the camp and, uh, and get the message out that three days we're moving. And I'd imagine that they, are, they have, I would have thought they would have in their mind, a lot of uncertainty about, wow, uh, does this guy know what he's doing? Mm. You know, uh, can't we have a committee? Mm. Maybe, we need a, maybe we need a risk assessment. Yeah. <laughs> Someone should do a cost-benefit analysis. Should we have a good look at it? Yeah. No. What they say is, Whatever, whatever you've commanded, they say to Joshua, whatever mm. you've commanded, we will do, and we will go wherever you send us. Yeah. Pretty profound response mm. from a nervous crew, yeah. I think. And again, the message for us is, in a time of stress and uncertainty, lots of commotion, that we need to be able to say to, uh, to our leadership, uh, we're trusting you that you are trusting God. Mm. We're trusting you that you are going to lead us on, we're trusting you that you've got our backs as well, the congregation, the mm. members, uh, and that as long as, as long as the leaders are in um, following God, then uh, we're safe. Mm. Again, if we trust God, then we've got nothing to fear. That's great. So in Joshua 1, there's this a theme of being strong and courageous, but then there's also a theme of being unified as God's people. And they're really important things that I think we need to listen and to process in terms of having an anticipation for what God is doing in our midst. What about in Joshua 2, Laurie? Joshua 2 is really interesting, Mike. So this is where Rahab gives shelter to the two spies. So Joshua sends out two spies to look at the land, and, and especially... The city of Jericho. Jericho is the next target, mm. so to speak, for the Israelites. It's, yeah. it's the next city over the river. They enter Jericho, the two spies, and they stay in the house of the prostitute called Rahab, who hides them from the king and who hides them from the king's soldiers. And I thought this was curious. As we seek to, as we, Clovercrest, seek to advance God's work through Clovey, I think that like Rahab's situation, we can expect that help will come from unexpected situations mm. and unexpected people, unexpected areas. Um, it's really a matter of expecting the unexpected. Uh, even perhaps uh, from people who are not even sympathetic to our Christian beliefs and our Christian mm. causes. And I, I thought, well, it's happening a little bit already in Clovey because we've got Pathway and we've got Quench. And it's a curious thing that most volunteers in both Pathway and Quench are not church people, mm. but they're there because they, they have a belief in the cause, they have a belief in what they're doing. Some of them are not Christians at all. Mm. Uh, they might go to other churches, but generally they're not churched at all. Mm. So I guess God blesses us with help that's often unexpected. And in the process, I think God blesses those people mm. and draws them closer to him. Yeah, oh, 100% agree. God's provision in unexpected ways. Well, let's move into Joshua 3. What have you got for us, Laurie? Joshua 3 is the big crossing. This is where we get wet. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so the people really had been told to follow the Ark of the Covenant mm. across the river. Yeah. And uh, God says to Joshua, instruct your priests to carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Mm. Bear in mind that this is a river that is in flood. This is yeah. the annual flood. So it's huge. Yeah. Uh, and Joshua says to the people, this is how you'll know that the, that the living God is amongst you. As soon as the priests who carry the Ark of the Lord into the water, the downstream uh, flow will be cut off. It'll be cut off somewhere upstream mm. and you'll be able to cross on dry land. That's exactly what happens. But the important thing is that the priests basically follow the instructions of Joshua. I would be pretty frightened mm. to carry anything across a flooded river mm. that's you know extensively wide at sure. this point. Yeah. So they basically they uh, take a step out in faith and they act on their belief, mm. take a step out and God then does his work. Wonderful. For Clovey, really, that's what we should be doing too. In this time that we find ourselves, mm. when God's people act on God's instructions in faith, God responds. Mm. Joshua acted in faith. The spies acted in faith. The priests and the people acted in faith. And this time they believed that God uh, was true to them. Mm. Last time they were virtually in the same place 40 years ago, mm. they failed to believe. Mm. And God said, you are not crossing. Mm. So this time they're fully believing. And, uh, and the message really for Clovey is believe and act. Yeah. Believe and act. Yep. Yeah. Wonderful. So church, we're learning so far in this devotion around being strong and courageous for God's purposes. Be united under his plans that he has for us. Know that he'll provide for us even in unexpected ways. And our role is to act in faith and to believe and act in the ways that he has for us moving forward. Well, Laurie, walk us through Joshua 4. Joshua 4, again, curious. So the crossing's been done and Joshua, uh, on God's instructions, says, uh, we want 12 men. 12 men to actually go to where the Ark of the Covenant is. So mm. it's still in the middle of the river, held by the priests. Go and get 12 stones. Bring them back to the bank and we will make a memorial. Mm. Uh, and it's interesting that this memorial, as, as Joshua says, is that it's a memorial to the action on the day where mm. God's been uh, gracious God's been faithful. He's delivered them across the river. But it's also a memorial for generations to come mm, so true. that they can look at God's goodness yeah. in the past uh, and, and reflect on that. And I think we, we as Clovercrest can learn something by that too. Mm. One of the things that I enjoy about Clovercrest, that I like about Clovercrest, is that we acknowledge that we... Uh, we're here on the back of those that have gone yeah, on before. It's true. The people yeah. who really have made Clovercrest the church that it is mm. through their own faithfulness, through their own prayer, through their own belief uh, of God at work in this church. Mm. Uh, and we have a great 50 plus year history of That's that. Right. Yeah, indeed. And I think this is uh, so the whole process of 
collecting stones yeah. as a memorial. Really, for us, that our memorial is is looking back. I think and yeah. saying, where where have we been? Hasn't God been faithful? Hasn't He yeah. been good? Here we are now, and to be able to tell the next generation coming along yeah. those stories about where we've been as a church. So good, wonderful. Well, bring us home, Laurie. Chapter bring five. Bring us home. Chapter five. Well, uh, things get different again here. Things get a bit interesting. So chapter 5, at that time the Lord said to Joshua, make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites again. Very interesting. Mm. So what's that about? So these guys, we have uh, his people, his army, exhausted by the crossing and about to prepare for battle, fierce Mm. battle with enemies. And God, God makes a request that must have been considered poorly timed mm. um, and painfully inconvenient. Oh, indeed, yes. And basically God asked Joshua to stop everything and incapacitate his men. Mm. But what mattered most to God wasn't conquering nations. What mattered to God was their personal consecration. Mm. What mattered to God was that they needed to be set apart for him. He's already set apart the land. Mm. He's already said to them, this is your land, but I need to know that you're mine. Yeah. At this point, mine, I probably need to say to our clovey men, you don't need to worry, guys. It's okay. Mm. We're not going there. No, <laughs> no. It's not the purpose of this chat today. No. <laughs> but the message for clovey is that as a church... Bricks and mortar, even the array of services that we have uh, as, uh, as, as part of our community, mm. they don't matter to God if our hearts don't belong to him. That's right. God's blessing on this church won't come because people do good things. Mm. It will come because we live in obedience to God, mm. irrespective of the pain and inconvenience of that at times. And it's really the inward circumcision of our hearts that matter. That's great. Thank you so much, Laurie. And and church, I I hope that you're picking up this prophetic word into the life of our church today as we move into all that God has for us into our future. There is an anticipation. There might also be an anxiety or a nervousness about what is to come, but we have a hope for the future. And the call today is to be strong and courageous, to be united under the hand and the leading of God, to know that it's God that will provide. We need to act by faith, remember his faithfulness, and have our hearts towards the things of God. So Laurie, thank you so much for sharing with us today. And church, let's put our hands together and let's let's thank Laurie now. Thank you now. Thank you. What a great word from Laurie to us today, a real prophetic word, a word in season for us to consider. If you haven't spent any time with Laurie or Bev, uh, I'd encourage you to, just a beautiful uh, couple and a wonderful uh, example uh, to us uh, of uh, a couple that just follow uh, Jesus into all the different seasons and, uh, and times that uh, he has for them. Uh, but this is a word in season for us to consider. And I wonder which uh, phrase or word stands out for you today. Laurie spoke about us being strong and courageous, being united under God's plans, relying on God's help, acting by faith, 
remembering God's faithfulness, which we looked at in communion today as well, and having a heart for God. I wonder which one stands out for you today. As you, you consider where you're placed before God and where we are placed before our God as a church community with this sense of anticipation of what God is doing in our midst at the moment, this sense of momentum into what he has for us into our future. But with that also can come some anxiety and fear uh, in the times especially that we're living in at the moment, which can be so unpredictable and uncertain. But I wonder which uh, word the Lord uh, just kind of expanded on the screen for you uh, today when you consider being placed before him and, and living in a way that pleases him. Is it today you need to take a step to be strong and courageous? Is it that you need to um, know how you can be united uh, under God's leading and plans and the leadership of the church here at Clovey? How do you need to rely on God's help? And maybe he wants to provide in unexpected ways. Or is there a step of faith? A step of faith to step into? Or is it a remembering that you're part of a much bigger story than what you maybe think? Or, or sometimes you put the blinkers on and you narrow it out, narrow it in so much that you don't know and you need to remember God's faithfulness. And for all of us, we need to have a heart for God, to bring ourselves humbly before him and to have a heart uh, for him. It's a really important word for us to consider uh, as we kind of come to the end of this year and we look into next year. And as we come to this year, end of this year as well, I want to just remind us of, of some things that God has been doing in our midst, some wonderful things that God, uh, by his activity and his mission, has been leading us in a church through. You know, this year we've seen 38 people put their trust in Jesus for the first time all across the life of the church, which is just a wonderful thing and something to be celebrated, I think. We've also seen 21 people uh, go through the waters of baptism. We've given out 70 Bibles to people who are exploring faith. And it's a beautiful thing to be able to put the Word of God into the hands of those that are wanting to read it and to access it. And I think if you were here last Sunday, you would agree with me to hear stories of lives transformed and to see people go through the waters of baptism is just one of the most special things that you can experience. And at 9am, uh, we had a family uh, go through the waters of baptism. And it was like, a, uh, like a, a household of faith being transformed. It was like we were in the early church in New Testament times. It was really special. And then at 11am, we also had uh, three young people getting baptised. And the stories were a little bit different of being grown up in a family of faith and, and faith being passed on from one generation to the next. And it was so beautiful. It, it was so special to hear those different stories. You know, across the life of the church this year, there's so much to thank God for as we remember his faithfulness. Uh, this year, we launched a new vision uh, for our missions department. Uh, and we've got these four key words around entering, knowing, experience, and go. Uh, and this uh, uh, imagery of a river and where are we placed in that so we can continue to be outward focused and to be globally orientated in our expression of who we are here at Clovey. Our youth ministry echo continues to grow and thrive. You know, when Pastor Dubs came around four years ago, there was a small group of around 30 young people in the life of the church. The, the youth ministry had really atrophied in, in many ways. And now we have uh, around 100 young people worshipping on a Friday night. And it's a great community to be a part of. We have a wonderful youth leadership team. And what God's doing across all of our next-gen ministries is actually quite remarkable. You know, the worship team's being renewed and we're learning what it means to be an intergenerational church and to be worshipping young and old together. And it's a wonderful thing. Uh, Quench is growing. 
and developing under the leadership of, uh, of Phil Davids, and he's doing such a, a great job in that space. I don't know if you uh, are online at all or on social media. There's a website called Kids in Adelaide, and they had someone come along, and, and they profiled different um, you know, places that you might want to take your kids around the place, and they just gave such an affirmation uh, to uh, Quench and all that it does in the community. And Phil has a real heart to uh, not only uh, have the cafe uh, the best it can be, but he sees it as mission. And he understands the purpose of blurring those lines between the church and the community. And, and he's doing such a great job. And it might be that you've got some time during the week or on a Sunday where you can come and serve and be involved in the mission of God in that way. And I encourage you to talk to Phil if that's the case. You might not realize this, but we put another 30 kilowatts of solar panels on the roof. So we never see it unless you go on Google Maps, I guess, or you know something like that. And so we now have 60 kilowatts of solar, which might sound like a lot, and it is. So uh, we want to thank the members who um, gave some member loans to help make that happen. That will get paid back over the, the next uh, few years. But that has an anticipated saving of between twenty dollars and $25,000 on our electricity bills each year. And that money goes straight back into ministry in the life of the church, which is a wonderful thing. And I reckon that's something to celebrate uh, this year. And also Pathway continues to serve the uh, the most uh, vulnerable and, and marginalised uh, in not only our uh, local area, but in the suburbs of Adelaide. And during this pandemic, as an essential service, we've been able to stay open. And it's been really interesting to see, uh, as we've been able to continue to serve uh, those in need, the different uh, types of people that we continue to serve uh, as the um, uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic's evolved. There's different people that have come in at different times, but uh, we have a commitment uh, to love unconditionally. And it might be as well that you've got a heart to serve of those in our local area, and you might want to pop over to Pathway and, and have a go over there and see uh, how we continually serve those uh, that, are, uh, that are doing life tough and be able to love them in that way. I want to thank God for uh, those that call Clovey home and continue to give generously into the life of the church. Our offerings this year have been up 5% on our, on, on our, um, our normal giving, and we got given a large uh, donation uh, by Family Trust, which actually meant that overall our giving was up 15% this year. But our general tithes and offerings uh, week in, week out uh, are up 5%, which is just a, a wonderful thing. I want to say uh, thank you so much uh, for your continued and your ongoing generosity into the life of the church. You know our heart for the house this year, for the first time, we, we nudged over $200,000 uh, in our annual giving, and that's just a, a, a brilliant thing. I want to thank God uh, for the generosity of God's uh, people here. Generosity is part of our DNA. And when Laurie was talking about we stand on the shoulders of those that have come before, uh, generosity is absolutely part of the DNA, uh, both in finance and in time, uh, in resource and, and gifts uh, in the life of Clovey. It is just part of who we are. And it's now our opportunity to steward that into the future, not only uh, with our normal ministries that happen in and through the life of the church, but we've also been able to subsidise counselling this year uh, for anyone in the church or the local community uh, that has needed that. We've been able to subsidise counselling. We've been able to help our people in the community who have had unexpected um, bills uh, um, and, uh, and, and, and issues that have popped up in their life. And we've found a way that we've been able to um, pay uh, for some bills for people that are in need. And also there's been two churches that have gone through quite a significant uh, hard time in this last year that we've been able to give uh, some funds to, to be able to help them as well. And that's because we're a generous church and that's, that's who we are collectively together. So I want to say thank you uh, so much uh, for that. 
Just to let you know, the members approved the budget for next year, which has uh, a 5% increase on uh, the year before, on this year, and I trust that we'll stretch uh, into that. In many ways, it's a budget that consolidates Clovey Online into the life of the church. We've stepped that in uh, over two years, and it's now part of who we are, uh, which is a wonderful thing. And it also... Um, helps us get to a place where we can start to look at future uh, kingdom initiatives under the God-sized dream. And that's been another thing that we've looked at this year, was we are so thankful to God as he's led and guided us this year that we've been able to explore some key um, initial elements of the God-sized dream. So we've been doing a fair bit of work around digital mission and Clovey Online, and uh, Pastor Ash has been in a national cohort with other churches and been trained up uh, more in how we can continue to move forward uh, in uh, reaching people for Jesus and, and creating discipling communities with Clovey Online. It's really exciting what God's doing into that space. And also we've um, had an approach from a church in the northern suburbs, Gola Baptist Church has approached us if we'd be interested in a revitalisation project with them. So they've got to a point where they're asking for some extra help in a more formalised way and we've been able to begin a conversation with them and they're happy for us to announce that and they're going to announce that at their end as well. And it's just a, a conversation to begin with about how we could continue to create healthy churches and be involved in God's plans there. And that sits under the reach and the grow and the expand elements of, uh, of the uh, God-sized dream, which is really quite exciting that God would be drawing us more into what he has for us and then creating opportunities for that to happen. He's actually opening doors for us. We're not kind of, you know, doing anything with that. He's just opened the door and we're having a conversation to see how that would go. Also with the God-sized dream, we've been looking at leadership pathways. And this last year, uh, Dubsy's been doing some extra, week, extra work behind the scenes with a little group of people. Because uh, as Laurie said, we'd probably need to put a committee together. And yeah, well, that's what we do in Baptist land, isn't it? We kind of put a little committee together and we, and we have conversations and we try and work some things out. And it's going to be exciting next year as we uh, come back to you and we talk more about um, how we're going to be developing leaders here at Clovey and uh, looking at a leadership academy and how that would work across multiple streams. And there's a Christian philanthropic trust that would like to come on board with us in that conversation. So more details to come as we firm up those plans. But that's a, an exciting uh, proposition as well for us to be not only developing leaders here at Clovey, uh, but also for the wider kingdom and all that God has for us in that. And that's really what our focus has been. As we've looked at what matters most, we've been focusing in uh, on these sorts of things. And I want to just take a moment to thank uh, the Church Council, uh, who's shown some exceptional leadership uh, over a really difficult year. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a tricky year, but the Church Council have continued to lead proactively and uh, continue to look at how we can, how we can uh, continue to move forward under the hand and the leading of God. And I think they're doing a wonderful job, as is the staff team and everyone who volunteers, uh, Team Clovey, you know, volunteers who go above and beyond. So much that is unseen. And I just want to take a, a moment to say thank you. And I wonder, church, can we just put our hands together for all those people? Thank you so much. You know, it's usually through difficult times or painful seasons or tricky moments that you learn things about yourself and you learn things about others. And I think as um, we travel through this pandemic, uh, we're learning a lot about what it means to share the gospel in different ways, how we can continue to innovate, how we can continue to um, have the same message uh, of hope and love in Jesus, but try different methods. 
And, uh, and that's been a really important thing. And I just uh, want to thank you, church, that you're up for that and you're willing to walk with us in that. I think it's so important that we continue uh, to uh, look to what God has uh, for us and know that what got us to where we are now won't necessarily be the things that take us into the future. And we need to hold things lightly, uh, but keep that message of Jesus pure. Uh, also, you might have come into church today. You might have driven down and gone, whoa, more parklets has been put up. Come on, let's be honest. Who thought that as you came through? This is a test and observation here. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm only really seeing hands of people who have been involved in it. All right, come on. We've got to, it's been a long project, right? It's been a pretty serious project. So if you don't know what Parklex is, it's the external facade. It's the brown stuff on the outside of the building, all right? And we are nearly there. I'd say we're 99.5% there. And there is a group of people that come in each week and they serve. They paint and they work and they're tireless in their service. And we call them the Tuesday crew. So I was wondering, the Tuesday crew, with their new polo shirts, could you please stand up? All right, if you're in the room, stand up. All right, and just do a little spin around so people can see your, see your little polos. Yeah, and let's thank these guys. Every Tuesday they come in, I'm not sure if it's for the morning tea or the work, but they're here and they love it. And there's such a vibrant community that on each Tuesday these guys come in and they just keep doing jobs and an absolutely enormous amount of work and an incredible saving uh, for us as well from that perspective. And just really want to honour you guys today and thank you as well. Also want to thank uh, uh, Dave Reynolds and um, Graham Frost and Damien Buckley and a few of the other guys that have been uh, really pivotal in helping with uh, the parklets as well. You guys know who you are. Uh, but today I just want to take a moment to honour the Tuesday crew and thank you for all that you do. If you serve in the life of the church, just want to give you a date uh, for next year. We're going to launch things off on the 28th of January here at 7pm. So you might just want to take a photo of that or, or just pop that in your diary. But just want to invite you and just say, hey, it's going to be an opportunity where, again, we get to come together and we get to, uh, we get to seek God and all that He is doing in and through uh, the life of the church into this new year. So let's come back to these words, these words that came from Joshua 1 to 5 that Laurie has prophetically spoken into us as a community of faith today, to be strong and courageous, to be united under God's plans, to rely on God's help, to act by faith, to remember God's faithfulness and to have a heart for God. What's the word or what's the phrase that God's impressing upon you today? What's the one? Just take a moment with him now as you look and reflect. Ask him. And I want to invite you to stand. Stand with me. And I want you to posture yourself in a position of surrender before God. Just to put your hands out in front of you. You might want to kneel, but just to surrender and posture yourself before God. And with the word or the phrase that he's impressed upon you in your life right now. Just say, Lord, thank you for speaking to me today. Thank you for speaking into my life. Thank you that you love me enough that you'd speak into my world, my situation today. 
and just ask for more of his presence into your life. Ask him to meet you where you are in in a way that is meaningful and real for you and him as you connect. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're such a good God. Thank you, Lord, for how you spoke to the Israelites under the leadership of Joshua. and Lord, how you want to speak to us today. And Lord, we want to be strong and courageous. We want to be united. Lord, we want to rely on your help. We want to act by faith. Lord, we want to be a people who remember your faithfulness and have a heart for the things of you. So I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'll come and fill each one. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'll come and fill each one with your presence and with your love, with more of you. Lord, with a word in season that is so meaningful. Oh, we bless you, Lord, and we thank you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We're going to worship now. We're going to.